I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. Thank you. 
joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesday. I'm your host, Mari Amatene. I'm thankful and grateful to be here with you this week. Blessings, greetings, and love to all and strength to all. Tonight's theme is entertainment, distrainment, containment, ascertain what you entertain, overstand. Ascertain what you entertain. Now, entertainment is amusement or diversion. Amusement or diversion provided especially by performers. Something diverting or engaging. Distrainment is to seize and hold to seize and to hold. It's also a legal definition. It's it's used in the legal field. To retain until an obligation is performed. That's what it means to distrain. To retain until an obligation is performed. And the containment, right? The act, the process of keeping something within limits the policy, the process, or the result of preventing the expansion of a hostile power or an ideology. Entertainment, distrainment, containment. Now, nothing is new under the sun. This has been going on since it's begun, overstand. So we're going to start off tonight in the praise up. And look to the Bible, the King James Version, to see what the Most High has to say about this. Starting off in Psalms 101. Psalms 101, 2 to 3. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when would thou come unto me? I will, I will walk within my house. With a perfect heart I will set no wicked thing Before mine eyes I hate the work of them That turn aside And it shall not cleave to me Right We don't want it to cleave And Psalm 101 3-4 I will set no wicked thing Before my eyes I hate the work of them That turn aside It shall not cleave to me A froward heart shall depart from me. I will know not a wicked person. And Matthew six nineteen to 21, lay not upon yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt 
and where thieves break through and steal. Where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor dust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart also be. Finally, brethren, Philippians 4.8, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtues, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. Hebrews 13:5 Let your conversation be with covetousness and be content with such things as ye have for he hath said I will neither leave thee nor forsake thee Hebrews 10:26 For if we sin willfully after what we have received the knowledge of the truth there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin Matthew 6:24 No man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold the one and despise the other he cannot serve God and mammon Luke 12:33 and 34 Sell that ye have and give alms provide yourselves bags which wax not old a treasure in the heavens that falleth not where no thief approacheth no moth corrupteth. Ephesians 5.11 And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Reprove them. And First John 4.1 Beloved, be not, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. And lastly, Romans 6.19, for your obedience is come abroad unto all men. I am glad, therefore, on your behalf, but yet I would have you wise, that which is good and simple. Concerning evil That which is good and simple You see this entertainment is an industry Right And it's a process Of keeping Our mentality Our cultural identity Within containment Right It's narrated and referenced In a specific way And it seized hold of the narrative, the distrainment, in order for to obtain satisfaction for a claim, a claim that, that our will is their command. We live in a new world, technology that can be utilized for cultural appreciation. That's what it should be. 
right, cultural appreciation and expression, divine expression, made mass. So you're going to search through this theme tonight. You're going to ascertain, figure out why, the who, how, and what. Entertainment, distrainment, containment. Ascertain what you entertain. Blessings and grace.
Blessings and grace. And I'm back with tonight's theme entertainment, distrainment, containment. Ascertain what you entertain. Now, this whole musing came about to me um, because my family and I went to go see Star Wars, which was meh. It wasn't good. I don't recommend it. Don't waste your money. Um, I was a fan of the first two. 
and one of the middle. And um, I had seen an interview where George Lucas said it was beautifully made. So I was curious. I like art and cinematography and, um, you know, graphics and things like that. And so we went to the dining theater and saw it, and I was disappointed. I enjoyed spending time with my family, though. And um, when I came home the next morning, I woke up, and it was all over the news that the Pentagon had said um, that they – have admitted to having a secret space program over Stan and how this has gone on for years and ex-employees of the Pentagon were talking about, you know, we're not alone and things like that and just revving up all this, you know, distraction. And it made me think about the Star Wars and in and, and context of the word sound power of what's happening and how right now, you know, on the news there's also another Star Wars, right? with Russell Simmons and Harvey Weinstein and Dustin Hoffman. And now Matt Damon is fighting about his comments and Selma Hayek is writing articles and this whole sexual harassment war, right? And Terry Crews, who says, who now says he's being stalked. And so these, all of these, all this is happening on this physical realm, right? Within the entertainment field with these quote-unquote stars. So what is entertainment, right? So I was, I was taught the old-fashioned way how to break down words. Root, suffix, and prefix. Don't get confused. It is word sound power. What is the root? Because the truth's in the root, overstand. And the suffix and the prefix, right? The prefix sends it forth. The root grounds it. Right? And then the suffix describes the purpose. So entertainment, to enter is to come in, to gain admission into a group, to make a beginning, to begin to consider a subject, to go upon a land for the purpose of taking possession. This is the Webster's Dictionary. To come on stage, right? To come into a pre-established situational context, like an actor coming on stage, to play a part, to be a factor, to be a factor, to come and go, to cause to be received, to cause to be received. So let's break down the word entertainment. So N, E-N, it's a noun, right? It's a noun. It's a thing. To end is to put into or onto, to cover with. To put into or onto and cover with, to cause to be, right, to enslave. To cause to be, in, to provide with. See, this is how I was taught to break down a word whether I knew what it meant at first glance or not. You break it down with the root, right, the prefix, the suffix. To end, to put into, to cause to be, and to provide with. And ter, T-E-R, it's Latin for three times. To put it on three times, right? Third dimensional and 3D, overstand. Ter, 
three. So put it on three times, threefold. Three. Tercentary. Three times. So they're putting it on three times. And Tain. Tain is a thin tin plate. It's the tin foil for the backs of mirrors. The tin foil for the back of a mirror. And what's a black scrying mirror, right? That's what they use to do divination when they speak to spirits, right? What, what's in everybody's home? That black mirror, right? Satane is the tin foil for the black of, mirror, of the mirror, a thin tin plate. And so mint is the concrete result, object or agent of. An object or agent of putting it on three times. That layer of ten, right? Think about all those Saturday Night Live skits when they had on ten four hats. What did that really mean? Meant. Means an instrument of. An action, a process. Like development. Encampment. An action, a process, a place of action, a state or condition resulting from specified action, right? Amazement. That condition you're in after being amazed. So entertainment, right? To put on to three times. This layer of ten, this thin film over sand, to cause a result, attainment. What a funny word, right? So then, what is with this ten, right? What's this thin layer of ten they're trying to put over? And so historically, in the sacred knowledge, Ten is ruled by Jupiter. Okay? The largest of the planets in the solar system. It's also associated with the chief god of the Roman pantheon. Right? And the qualities of it are growth, success, right? It's supposed to be a planning of healing, regeneration, and rejuvenation. But it's used for those that pray falsely over sin in business, in legal matters, for stimulation, energy, attracting and promoting, attracting and promoting, you know? And, and so this metal is also connected with prosperity and wealth. The popularity of tin is dated back to the Bronze Age, with the civilizations around the world making extensive use of it. Extensive use. And so, why was what is what does this tin and this whole thing have to do with anything, right? What's the purpose of all of this? And so, the purpose. Is for social 
control. Social control. The purpose of storytelling, media, arts, and entertainment is to establish and disseminate a unique way of living, to disseminate culture. A community of people are to follow. In the beginning, it was the sharing of creativity and artistic capability and talent, right, in an organic way, which we don't know what is because we've been conditioned and developed. The entertainment industry, the human story is carved, knitted, filmed, performed, sung, built, drawn, written, sculpted, molded, cultivated, told and expressed in more ways than can ever be imagined. If anything of time is anything to go by, it is proven that we have lost control and understanding of the purpose and proper use of this social engineering tool. We have either misunderstood the purpose of art, media, and entertainment sectors in our lives, or we are intentionally misusing it for our own personal ambition, pursuit of what we perceive to be happiness, insatiable desire to be successful, and constant craving of being in the limelight. Whatever the reason, it cannot be denied as a fact and truth that the world's mainstream culture, which is perpetrated by the Western world, has lost its purpose and its direction. And this is mainly because of the irresponsibility of the majority of the stakeholders and those of us that are afraid to claim our stake. Artists, writers, producers, performers, you know, in the arts and entertainment world, they have to express, instead of regenerating these old stories and these old paradigms, that's why, I mean, that's why they keep repeating all these movies. Keep everybody stuck on stupid stutter-stepping with no vision. A thin film. Tainting, spoiling. Making putrid. Right? It's, it's, it's an abyss of, dis, of disillusionment, confusion. It, it perpetuates poor self-concept, a disregard for authority and chaos. There are differences, and you know them, and they could use the tactics, but you have to make yourself proof of it. You cannot have your mind, body, and spirit encamped in the midst of this wildness. And then, you know, when I thought about it even more, I thought about the movie Superman, right? Because this whole thing had to do with 10, and, and you know, it made me think about lead and um, what Superman, those movies, and about his powers. And I found it interesting how with um that character you know with the, with the, um with the kryptonite right 
So kryptonite was what um, was his known vulnerability, right? His most famous weakness, kryptonite. And so kryptonite was created by fusion during the explosion that destroyed the planet. And so Superman's cells stored electromagnetic radiation from the rays of the yellow sun and converted it into energy, manifesting as his superpowers. So when Superman is exposed to the most common variety of green kryptonite, within roughly 10 to 3 feet, its high-band radiation rapidly interferes with his cellular process, causing him pain and loss of his powers, or some of them. And the only way that it could be clocked, you know, blocked was with, with the use of lead. Right? With the use of lead. And so, what are they blocking? That's what made me think, right? And although the element lead is the one substance that blocks the kryptonite radiation, it's also the one substance through which Superman cannot see with his x-ray vision. That's what made me think about it. He could not see. (laughs) The world's a funny place when you think about it. Right? And so they're causing us not to be able to see. Right? They're diverting our attention. They're making us look through this this black screen mirror to get all our information, right? And so, like, the purpose of video games, another form of entertainment. So a majority of the video games are especially designed for entertaining people. But there are many video games that specifically design with the purpose. However, the purpose of video games widely varies in the nature of information itself. Some are to inform, some are to persuade or stimulate. These video games can have any type of gameplay from puzzles to action to adventure. You know, adult video games are one such video game that itself is designed with a purpose to provide erotic entertainment rather than just gameplay. You know, there exists a wide variety of video games online that are especially designed with some additional purposes. You know, the main purpose of casual games is to entertain but with lower adherence. Right, so you, it's it's something that you don't have to pay too much attention to. You know, art games are especially designed to focus on art or whose structures that focuses to make some of the type of non um, non ludological appearances. You know, often standing out for its aesthetic beauty or its complexity in design. You know, um, there are different purposes. You know, some video games are basically adverts to promote software, right, especially made to promote products or organizations. You know, there are different types of video games for different reasons. And so a lot of these video games, you know, there are, there are also some that are aimed to educate, you know, and to train, you know, and there are some that promote education, science, social change, you know, even in the military and healthcare. Um, There are some games that are good, you know, that help you learn how to gather information, learn real-life lessons. And there are others that are, you know, training ones in different areas that um, don't have real-life purposes. I'm not saying that all these things that are put out are bad. I'm here to show with this series um, 
different alternatives as people are cord cutting and letting go of the cabal, the cable, right, and being able to program yourself and your family as opposed to being part of the regularly scheduled programming, you know. So here are, um, for example, some board games ones can play with their family for developing thinking abilities and life skills. There are different games out here. We don't have to play the ones that are just in Kmart over Stan. Or these might be there and you just never notice them. One of them is called Settlers of Catan, C-A-T-A-N. C-A-T-A-N. It's a multiplayer strategy board game in which each player is a settler on the island of Catan, and the board is a map of Catan. And so players try to become the dominant force in Catan by gathering resources in order to build cities, settlements, and roads. The resources consist of wood, grain, bricks, sheets, and stone. And so the resources are represented by game cards. Another game is chess, of course. It helps develop thinking abilities and life skills, right? Chess needs no introduction. It promotes brain growth. It fuels dendrite growth. It exercises both sides of the brain. In addition, playing chess can increase IQ, according to a study. Okay, Cash Flow 101. I have this game. <laughs> Cash Flow 101 was created by Robert Kiyosaki of Rich Dad, Poor Dad fame. It teaches basic financial literacy. The board has two tracks, the fast track and the rat race. The objective of the game is to increase your financial IQ so that you can get out of the rat race and into the fast track, right? And so this game teaches the difference between assets and liabilities. It teaches you how to maintain a basic income statement, understand. It teaches you how to create a balance sheet, a cash flow situation, Another game is called Clue, K-L-O-O. Clue was created by an American game designer named Andrew. And so Andrew created a board game that would replicate the way we learn our first language. He wanted to make learning languages easier and fun, and that's how Clue was born. And so you can learn Spanish, French, Italian, different languages. Um, another one that we all do know of is shoots and ladders when a child is very young, right? It's built with important lessons. You know, the first lesson is that shoots are just a part of life. Even if you plan everything out very carefully, sooner or later you'll slide down a chute, right? And the second lesson is that you recover from sliding down a chute, right? And the third lesson is that there are chutes everywhere, okay? Another game is Mancala. I have this game as well. In Africa, it's known as Aware or Aware, understand. Mancala, and they play it in the um, Caribbean as well, is a two-player game that is played on a wooden board. Um, this goes back to Africa and ancient Egypt. They also played it in the ground, making holes in the ground, with two rows of six holes carved into it. Many things can be used as game pieces, beans, seeds, nuts, marbles, stones, or shells. The object of Mancala is to have the most pieces in your kalaha or storage unit, you know. So it's been played for thousands of years in Africa and different parts of the Middle East. Um, there are also versions in India, Sri Lanka, Indonesia, Philippines, and Malaysia. So it teaches observation skills. It teaches how to think an analytically, 
it teaches um, problem solving, and it teaches how to how to develop a strategic plan. Um, an oldie but goodie is Monopoly, right? A real estate board game for two to eight players. You know, players buy and develop pieces of property, and whoever has the most money at the end wins. And set, S-E-T, is a card game in which each card contains four features. Set. So color red, green, or purple, shape, oval, squiggle, or diamond, and number one, two, or three, and shading, solid, striped, or outlined. A set is three cards where each feature is looked at individually. It's either all the same or all different, you know. So set has won over 35 best game awards, including Mensa, which is um, that group for quote-unquote geniuses, select. So set teaches pattern recognition, in turn, the ability to recognize patterns and the ability to predict what will happen next with some degree of accuracy. And so there are many people who think that the purpose of intelligence is prediction, understand, wisdom, right? And so Prime Club is another one. Prime Club is a mathematical board game. The financing for the creation of this game was obtained through a Kickstarter campaign, actually. Since the ones can, if you have game ideas, you know, develop them. This is a time of development and newness, and we need to um, prepare and be on board and have our mind open. As the changes occur, we will have better ability to, you know, direct our own path. And so Prime Club teaches mathematical literacy. You roll the dice and add, subtract, and multiply, and divide your way into the center of the board. And so um, another one is called Pandemic. Pandemic, four diseases have broken out simultaneously in the world, and it's up to a a team of disease-fighting specialists in different fields to work together in order to find cures for these diseases before mankind is wiped out. And the board is shaped like the planet Earth. Unlike most board games, Pandemic is cooperative rather than competitive. The players as a team must coordinate their actions to stop a global pandemic. So the game of pandemic will have all the players discussing strategy and options together on almost every turn. If everyone does their part, the world is saved and all the players win. So as you can clearly see, that game teaches teamwork and cooperation. Another one is Mastermind. Mastermind is a code-breaking game for two players. It has a decoding board and code pegs. One player is the code maker who creates a secret code, and the other is the code breaker who tries to break the code in in as few turns as possible. The game has been adapted for application in fields such as mathematics, computing, and psychology. So Mastermind can be used to teach and practice and discuss scientific reasoning skills. Specifically, the game can be used to teach topics such as sound experimental design, hypothesis testing, careful interpretation of results, and the effective use of controls. Um, One of the last games I'm going to mention tonight is Clue. Clue, you know, we've probably all heard of that, is a basic detective game. So players try to figure out the three main facts of a murder, right? So 
three main facts of a murder. And so the murderer, the location of the murderer, and the murder weapon. And the game starts off with the murder of Mr. Body, who's been murdered in his mansion. And it involves the nine rooms of the mansion and the six guests at Mr. Body's dinner party and the six possible weapons. So playing Clue teaches deductive reasoning, which encourages critical thinking. As players move about the board, making guesses as to where and who and what did the killing, they have to use deductive reasoning to narrow down the list of suspects and the possible murder locations and the possible weapons. So these are just, you know, some ways to spend quality time with friends and family that are, that is um, entertaining, overstand. <laughs> that word, right? That, you know, that encourages critical thinking in a fun way, right? So you have Clue, Mastermind, Pandemic, Prime Club, Set, S-E-T, Monopoly, Moncala, also known as Aware, which is spelled aware, shoots and ladders, O-O, clue, K-L-O-O, cash flow 101, right, chess, of course, and the settlers of Catan. And so these are some websites that help um, with critical thinking, right, the foundation for critical thinking, there is a place. And also um, Critical Thinking Web, which is a good website that has different um, games that one can play. And they're off time. We have to, we have to keep the mind developed. And also on um, listchallenges.com, one can see 100 must-see African-American films. So you can go through the different films, and know the names of the ones you want to see and also places where you can find them at. Okay, over 100 African-American films. And also some um, internet TV channels such as Rastafari TV. Right, Rastafari.tv is um, a digital archive with various categories, music videos, animations, documentaries, comedy, Amharic, Divine Family, Ethiopia, Faith, Fitness, Good Eats, Health and Healing, History, Roots and Culture, Indie Films and Short Films, Investment and Finance, All in Video Format, you know, Science, Technology, Natural Beauty, Nature, Travel and Adventure. Another source is SimbaFlix, S-I-M-B-A-F-L-I-X, Simba like like in Lion King, <laughs> SimbaFlix.com is the online video subscription platform, and it has a lot of um, African and African-American movies and series, and it's only $7.99 a month. And they also have animations for children. Okay, another one for the adults is Black and Sexy TV. And it's not porn or anything like that. It's really well-written and developed programming. I followed them actually when they started out on YouTube. They, they, um, they still have some content on YouTube, on Black and Sexy TV on YouTube. But they also have a channel that's a subscription service. And you have content that you can choose from and watch. And there's lots of different shows. And um, 
It's written and performed very well. And another place one can find out what's happening in film, television, and different web series um, that are out is a website called shadowandact.com. Shadowandact.com. And you'll find about different, you know, documentary web series, um, different movies that are coming out, different actors and actresses that you may follow um, in their positive works. Okay? So we have to curate. We have to become curators of what we feel is culturally appropriate. And I'm just showing you some places you can go find these things for you and your family. So if you do want to take the time to divert your attention and just relax and enjoy something, you're pulling from a source that's positive and allowing the positivity to flow through your household and your mindset and you're in control as much as you can be. One can't be over righteous or over wicked, right? But at the same time you have to you have to plot a true course that's in alignment with the truth of it all. And there are so many different creators that are making wonderful content right now. And just because it's not part of the mainstream, we need to support those things, elevate them with our financial dollars so that it can grow and expand. Looks like you've been playing HBO all these years. Why not pay Simba Flicks or Black and Sexy TV? You know, send a, do- send a um, donation to Rastafari TV. You know, we have to support these endeavors so that we can frame our own narrative culturally and as a people so that there's no reason to look forward. There are, there are, there are black news stations, which I'm going to get into um, next week. This whole media is a fog of illusion. It's a fog of illusion. And we have to clear it out and find what's true and support that. And Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go gnosis. Blessings and grace. You got it all in the 
Blessings and grace, and welcome to the Go and Gnosis, your news infused with consciousness. We're going to start off tonight with um, People.com. The truth is out there, thanks to the New York Times. The New York Times report that uncovered a secret UFO investigation program run by the Pentagon. After the Times report dropped on Saturday, the Pentagon officially confirmed the existence of a $22 million government program exploring anomalous aerospace threats, also known as unidentified flying objects, or UFOs. According to the Times, the initial funding for the formally classified project called the Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program came largely at the request of former Senate Democratic leader Harry Reid of Nevada, who is known with his fascination with the subject. The program launched in 2007 after Reed's longtime friend, Robert Bigelow, the billionaire founder of the aerospace company, told the then-senator that he believed in aliens and that UFOs have visited the United States. The Times said that the program has studied reports of UFOs, videos of encounters between military pilots and unknown objects, and interviews with people who said they had experienced physical effects from encounters with the objects. The Pentagon this weekend told multiple outlets, including Reuters, CNN, that the program was shut down in 2012. The Advanced Aviation Threat Identification Program ended in the 2012 timeframe, Pentagon spokesman Tom Crossan told CNN. It was determined that there were other high-priority issues that merited funding and that it was in the best interest of the Department of Defense to make a change. But the Times also reported that according to the backers, the program still exists, and, and officials are continuing to investigate UFO encounters reported by service members. So this is what's going on in the media right now. They have all these ex-people that used to work for them, and, you know, it's bolstered by the History's Channel, the Aliens Did Everything movement. The aliens made the pyramids, the Aryans, you know, they did Machu Picchu. It wasn't man. In no way, shape, or form, we don't have the capabilities. We don't even know how they did it, supposedly, allegedly. But those that understand sacred science know about sonic power, (laughs) right? And that there are anti-gravitational devices in this world that are made with simple elements. It's just falsehood, just promoted. And so when I saw this, it made me think about, you know, all this um, talk of the Majestic 12, for those that are in the know, right? And um, the Secret Space Program and, you know, Project Bluebeam, where they're supposed to be using holographic technology to fool the masses. That's why your level of discernment has to be keen. Because even the elect will be fooled. Overstand. They're attacking the senses. And they're showing these videos, you know, of this grainy footage. And I was thinking to myself how the footage on YouTube of the the quote-unquote UFOs look more believable than what they're showing on CNN and and, um, Reuters. The ones just be awake and aware and don't get caught because all they want you to do is stare, right? Stare at the black scrying mirror. And on um, 
HuffPost Black Tech Week's 2017 list of best cities for black-owned businesses. And this is a list of the of the best cities for black-owned businesses from Black Tech in 2017. Montgomery, Alabama, right, is number two. I'm going to leave number one for last. Montgomery, Alabama is number two. And it has the highest percentage of black businesses nationwide. Montgomery, Alabama. Among organizations that provide support for black-owned businesses are the Alabama State Black Chamber of Commerce and the Montgomery's Chamber of Commerce Minority Business Development Task Force. Number three is Atlanta, Sandy Springs, Marietta, Georgia. While no longer holding the number one spot, for the greatest metro area for black businesses, Atlanta remains a powerful enclave for black entrepreneurs. Among the top 10, it has the highest number of businesses per 100 habitants, with almost 10 black business owners have um, support of the Atlanta Metropolitan Black Chamber of Commerce. And the cost of living index is, has, you know, gone up slightly in the last two years. Washington, D.C., the Arlington um, Alexandria, Virginia area, the nation's capital has the highest medium outcome for black residents for all the metro areas. Um, at the same time, Washington metro area is the first nationwide, according to the Kaufman Index, in terms of business growth, which represents the growth of startups in terms of number of employees over the last five years. Some of the institutions that support black entrepreneurs are the National Black Chamber of Commerce, the Northern Virginia Black Chamber of Commerce, and Biz Launch, B-I-Z Launch an entrepreneurship program. Um, Number five is Savannah, Georgia. Um, The coastal city has a significant industrial and economic activity. Besides being a port, manufacturing, military, and tourism are important economic drivers for black businesses and black owners in the city. It's also an important black cultural hub with a significant jazz musical heritage. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Um, the city... um, with the fourth largest refinery in the U.S. and the 10th largest in the world, has a strong mix of culture, um, you know, and Durham, North Carolina, has the um, third highest annual revenue for black-owned businesses among the top areas presented in this study. It has a strong startup culture with several accelerators, co-working spaces, and entrepreneurial convening places. And even though the cost of living increased has, you know, increased over the last two years, um, the unemployment rate has significantly decreased. So then you have more ones able to consume and spend money. Baltimore, Townsend, um, in Maryland, Baltimore keeps its rank among the top ten. The Baltimore Office of of, um, Sustainability offers support for black entrepreneurs having different programs specially tailored for different contexts. For instance, one targeted at black moms and dads who wish to start to um, to launch a startup. Unemployment in the city has been declining, even though a number of manufacturing jobs have been lost in the most recent years. Um, and so the small businesses have largely increased in their survival rate in the last couple of years. And so also Miami, Florida, and Fort Lauderdale, Pompano Beach, Despite having some of the lowest wages in the nation, the metro area has experimented 
the best three worlds in the last two years. The medium income for black residents has significantly increased. The cost of living increase, um, excuse me, the cost of living index has decreased. So their um, income has increased and their cost of living has decreased and unemployment has also decreased. So besides this, you know, Miami is the first place nationwide in startup activity in, in um, particular. It has a rate of new entrepreneurs tied for greatest in the nation with the um, Los Angeles metropolitan area. And it's a very high opportunity share um, to that out of every five new entrepreneurs, four of them took their chances out of spotting an opportunity rather than experiencing a necessity, right? So they wasn't um, finding solutions, but, you know, making opportunities work for them, overstand, that was already established. And um, number 10 is Richmond, Virginia. And so it keeps its place among the top 10 um, best metro areas in the U.S. for black-owned businesses. It has the second-highest average annual revenues for black-owned businesses among the top 10 lists, only behind Washington. And the Jackson Ward neighborhood is commonly referred to as the birthplace of black capitalism and is considered the second black Wall Street after Greenwood District in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And the number one place, the number one best city for black-owned businesses is Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis has dethroned Atlanta as the best metro area for black-owned business, with an annual average revenue almost equal to that of Atlanta. Memphis has a lower unemployment rate, lowest among the top 10, lower cost of living index, a higher percentage of black-owned business, and the city has its own black business association and has a powerful cultural life with recent growth in showbiz um, manifested in a, in a significant number of major motion pictures filmed in the area and bioscience as well and manufacturing. So again, that's um, Memphis, Tennessee, Montgomery, Alabama, Atlanta, Sandy Springs, Marietta in Georgia, Washington, D.C., Arlington, and um, Alexandria, Virginia, Savannah, Georgia, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Durham, North Carolina, Baltimore, Townsend, Maryland, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Pompano Beach, Florida, and Richmond, Virginia. For those out there who are looking to have a startup, those places are welcoming and they are prospering. And um, on colorofchange.org, they have a study by Dr. Travis L. Dixon. Um, it's called A Dangerous Distortion of Our Families, Representations of Families by Race in News and, and um, Opinion Media. You know, news and opinion media on the same um, avenue of tonight's theme of entertainment. The study examined representations of families by race in national and local news and opinion media coverage on television, tell the lies and vision, right, in print and online. The study analyzed rel relevant stories published or aired in two-year period of January 1st, 2015 and December 31st, 2016. Specifically, it investigated the extent to which national and local news and opinion media outlets presentations of black families and engaged in inaccurate and racially biased coverage both in word and image. The study involved a systematic content analysis of a recent two-year sample of cable and network news shows, national, local newspaper articles, and online opinion content sites. The findings of the study indicate that news and opinion media do, in fact, 
perpetuate inaccurate representations of black families across several different areas of coverage. Overall, the findings show that news and opinion media outlets routinely and inaccurately portray black families as a source of social instability in society and portray white families as a source as a source of social stability in society, irrespective of facts to the contrary. Several more specific key findings support the overall findings. First, news and opinion media overwhelmingly portray families living in black families living in poverty rather than white families, contrary to the facts. Second, news and opinion media exaggerate. Um, just to stop for a second, you know, over 80% of welfare recipients are Caucasian. But they never show that image when they discuss welfare in America on any news station. I understand. And so this is done disproportionately. In news and opinion media exaggerate the proportion of families receiving welfare who are black, also wrongly attributing the use and the need for government programs to laziness, dependency, or dysfunction, which is contrary to fact. And third, news and opinion media incorrectly depict black fathers as uninvolved or not present in the lives of their children, inaccurately suggesting that black fathers abandon their children and that black mothers make bad decisions about family structure and or relationships. Fourth, news and opinion media significantly overrepresent the association of black families and criminality while significantly underrepresenting white families' association with criminality, distorting the overall picture of crime and those who commit crime. Across all these points, the study findings indicate that certain sources, specific TV networks, specific TV shows, national newspapers, and online news sites perpetuate these reporting patterns more than others. Okay, so this is why we have to take control of what it is that we filter into our minds because it's being programmed on a whole different paradigm than what nature says that it should be on. And we've lost touch with that innate connection with, you know, with the earth and the air and the sky and, and, and the most high of it all. That without these things, how does one move and live, right? We have to take time to let go of that cabal, that cable. And on um, a sad note, we lost two um, great men and pioneers individually. And what I find interesting is that they were both entertainment attorneys and both African-American. Entertainment attorney Ed Wood dies, um, and a Brooklyn-based entertainment attorney, Ed Woods, he's been on different shows, you know, throughout the years. He was known for his expertise. Um, whose client lists include platinum music artists, award-winning athletes. He's died, according to reports on Sunday. The date and cause of his death were not immediately available. Social media tributes began pouring in for Woods, who has worked with some of the biggest names in the industry, including Diddy, Usher, Allen Iverson, DMX, Stephanie Mills, Jay-Z, Kelly Price, just to name a few. Woods left private practice in 2005 to become executive vice president of black music at Casablanca Records. Woods was a motivational speaker and author, a former chairman of the Black Entertainment and Sports Lawyer Association. He was an adjunct entertainment law professor at Howard University School of Law, where he earned his law degree. 
The blessings to the family of Ed Wood, who accomplished a lot in his life, and um, blessings to him in his spirit. Another brother who's gone is um, Combat Jack, whose all his um, name is Reggie Osei. He was known as Combat Jack. He was an entertainment lawyer, a legend. He passed away at the age of 48. Reggie Osei is known most as Combat Jack, the former attorney and host of the Combat Jack show, revealed in October that he had aggressive form of colon cancer. Unfortunately, he lost his battle against it. Combat Jack was a trailblazer in the hip-hop community, doing amazing things for the culture. I used to watch his podcast. You know, I enjoyed it. He had a different slant when he interviewed the artist. Um, he came from an intellectual standpoint. Um, he also allowed them to express, and they were comfortable around him because they'd known him for so long. And he's helped a lot of ones out in the industry. He once represented some of the biggest artists in hip-hop, including Jay-Z, as a hip-hop music attorney and executive. He received a law degree from Georgetown University Law Center. Um, But it was really his internship in legal affairs department for Def Jam Recording that put him in the game. After 12 years of practicing law, he retired and entered the editorial path. Um, He wrote and published Bling, a book highlighting hip-hop's fascination with jewelry. He went on to serve as vice president of Audio Music DVD at MTV Networks. He also um, was the managing editor of hip-hop magazine The Source. Um, Culture mourns the loss of this Brooklyn native. You know, blessings and strength to his family and children and um, all that have known him to Reggie Osei also known as Combat Jack. And what's also interesting is that these two men knew each other, and for a brief period, I believe back in 2005, for about two or three years, they actually had a law firm together called um, Osei and Woods Law Firm. So blessings to both those brothers that did a lot for the culture and protected the rights and ensured the money for those that are in that funny game. And you his name. And on um, Blavity.com, California is on the verge of offering clean slates for people convicted of marijuana crimes. Next year, recreational marijuana will be legal in the state of California. Businesses and entrepreneurs have already begun to make plans to cash in on the new market. Some states have legalized marijuana, have been criticizing for blocking people who are usually people of color from participating in the legal weed in the legal weed economy. In order to avoid this problem, Oakland announced its plans to help make sure black entrepreneurs get a piece of the legal weed pie a few months ago. And now the Washington Post reports that the state itself is taking steps to ensure that citizens who have been convicted of marijuana crimes will still have a chance to profit in the new marketplace. The state plans to offer a clean slate for those with serious felony convictions and those guilty of smaller infractions. In some cases, those currently serving out their punishment could find their charges could be sharply reduced. For instance, someone who has who was convicted of possessing an ounce or less of marijuana would have his, would have his or her conviction completely tossed out because that amount is now legal. This means that hundreds of thousands of people who are currently struggling to find jobs because they have been convicted of a crime should be able to get back on their feet and restart their lives. We work to help create a legalized and regulated process for legal marijuana, but we also want to make sure we could help some way, somehow, repair the damages of marijuana prohibition, said Unleses Hernandez, 
a policy coordinator for the Drug Policy Alliance. So according to the Drug Policy Alliance, there have been 500,000 arrests for marijuana offenses in California in the past decade. And so the alliance also estimates that up to a million people have reviewable convictions on their record. Previous convictions have prevented people from attaining good jobs and prospering in the state. Currently, the state allows the use of marijuana for medical purposes, which can be purchased at local dispensaries. So that's some good news for the ones in California that have experienced issues and that they will be reversing and reviewing. And on WCCFTech.com, after net neutrality, California, Massachusetts, and Washington are among a growing list of states suing the FCC. After the FCC repealed the net neutrality rules of no, prioritiz- of no prioritization, no blocking, no throttling, and no paid fast lanes. So that means that there will be prioritization of websites, that there will be blocking of websites, there will be throttling, which is slowing them down, and there will be paid fast lanes. That's what this new law instigates. Um, so the New York Attorney General... Eric Schneiderman said he would lead a multi-state lawsuit against the commission to preserve the open Internet protections. The lawsuits were actually expected since the FCC essentially bypassed the due process by completely, by completely ignoring the public comment process. After New York, according to reports, several other states have also pledged to join this lawsuit, including California, Delaware, Hawaii, Illinois, Iowa, Kentucky, Maine, Maryland, North Carolina, Oregon, Mississippi, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Vermont, Virginia, and Washington. If your state is not mentioned, please contact your local officials so that they can be part of the suit and gather ones, because this is a very important moment in history as far as um, information and the influx of knowledge that has been we've taken for granted off the Internet will now be monitored and compartmentalized, and certain sections will be reserved for, for the ones that can pay to play. Overstand. And on um, aljazeera.com, South Africa efforts to curb commercialization of religion. I thought that was very interesting. As Christians in South Africa head to church on Sunday, a religious rights commission is taking steps to regulate all places of worship. It's to stop what it calls the commercialization of religion and other dangerous practices. The the Commission for the Promotion and Protection of Rights of Cultural, Religious, and Linguistic Communities, known as CRL for short, says vulnerable people are being taken advantage of by being promised blessings for a price. It wants all religious leaders to be registered to stop what it describes as the commercialization of religion and other dangerous practices. Now, what if we had a commission like that here? <laughs> Religion has been fully commercialized. So, you know, I don't know um, who that commission comprises of and what their intent is wholly and fully, but um, I think that the practice is something that should be, you know, um, it's an intimate connection between you and the Most High. It should not be commercialized. In anyone's eye, overstand. We're going to take a music moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace. Truth and right in our system. Yeah. 
got to rearrange it. The people been fooled a very long time, and we got to realize there's no more time wasting. Politics and politics, and blind the people to take. Make them lose themselves. See them go astray. We need more truth and right in our system. More peace and love for we children. More equal rights for the people. Call it the human right. My people get up. Let the change start by you and I. Teach the youth the truth. Not about funny lie lie. A better man for them is a better man for you. A better man for I and I. We need more truth and right in our system. More
Blessings and grace, and welcome to Technology. We're going to start off tonight on some black-owned tech, tech upstarts are bridging the cultural divide. These upstarts leverage technology to provide needed solutions for traditionally undeserved communities. The influence African Americans have on mainstream culture is undeniable. Nielsen Music recently released a report showing hip-hop as the most popular musical genre. A separate Nielsen report verified the wide-ranging popularity and influence of black television shows on mainstream culture. The trend also holds true in the tech world. A 2013 Pew Research Center study found that African Americans and Latinas use the Internet and access social media like sites like Twitter and Facebook at higher rates than white Americans. While there is clearly a large pool of consumers of color, these potential customers haven't always been tapped. Venture capital firm Cross Culture Ventures, CCV, hopes to change that by putting its money toward its terms as cultural investing. Cultural investing. Essentially, it means supporting startups that leverage technology to provide solutions for problems facing traditionally undeserved communities. On Thursday, CCV released a report titled The State of Tech and Culture, Culture as Currency Report. In the report, the company explores data about new generation that is not only transforming what America looks like, but how it engages in and executes business. The report also hopes to raise awareness around businesses who are shifting culture and highlights the work of founders who are effectively doing that. The underlying theme in this report is the fact that multicultural millennials from these communities are driving global popular culture, and as such, brands and investors alike must note their point of view. Just who are the black-owned tech companies featured in the report? Here are three. Hinge2, H-I-N-G-E-T-O, Hinge2, launched by Leandra Robinson, Hinge2 provides free risk solutions that allow fashion brands and retail buyers to test out designs without spending capital on excess inventory. It does so by retailing only as many products as customers purchase. NFL player Marson Lynch partnered with Hing2 to manufacture products for its best mode apparel. And another one is um, Lynch Street. Lynch Street helps consumers restructure their debt and reclaim their financial health. Founder and CEO Jeremy Nomarin worked on Wall Street for years, helping businesses do the same kind of debt restructuring that his company is now providing to to individual consumers. And Maven. Maven is an e-commerce platform. It's spelled M-A-Y-V-E-N-N. M-A-Y-V-E-N-N, Maven, is an e-commerce platform that allows hairstylists to set up online beauty supply stores for free to sell bundles of hair extensions directly to their customers. It was launched in 2013 by Deshen Amira. This brilliant upstart allows small business owners to conveniently service their customers without the added burden of having to carry expensive inventory. So that's Maven, Lynn Street, and Hinge too. Some of the black-owned tech companies that are making waves, and also um, Mika Moms. This engineer, smartphone-controlled robots will now be sold in Apple stores. This young African American man. Um, it has been 
well, he's not African, excuse me, he's British-Nigerian, engineer Silas Adekunle. Silas Adekunle, his company, Reach Robotics, has worked tirelessly to develop Mechamons, a line of agile robots that be controlled by a user's smartphone. It's spelled M-E-K-A-M-O-N-S. Okay, and so Apple will be selling it in their stores. The smartphone-controlled robots may sound like all fun and games, but these robots are no child are no child plaything. They can do battle with other mecha moms at a drop of a time. And if that sounds really great, you're in luck. According to TechCrunch, Anza Kunle's robots will be sold at Apple stores starting this week. Also, a variety of robots are available. This entry-level device starts at $300. And so this is a great thing for this young man. And so he's created an, an entirely new video gaming pra- platform as well. Mom straddles both the real and virtual worlds while taking the game experience beyond the player's screen and turning it, their sitting room, into a limitless robotic battle zone. So he's taken technology and added strategy and, added, and, then, and then added another layer by having a video gaming experience on top of it in conjunction with the robot. It's called Mechamon, and it goes on sale this week in Apple stores. And on blackenterprise.com, Appalition is an app that allows you to contribute to a prisoner's bail. Did you know that according to statistics, over 60% of the current prison population are people of color? One in every 15 African-American men and one in every 36 Hispanic men are incarcerated in comparison to one in every 106 white men. If that's not stalling enough, while black people represent 13%, allegedly, of the U.S. population, they represent a whopping 47% of the 1,900 exonerations in the prison registry that have been wrongfully accused, according to CNN. And so um, it gets worse. It's common in many of these cases that because of sky-high bail amounts, less affluent defendants are stuck in jail for low-level crimes or crimes they didn't even commit, while wealthy ones can buy their way to freedom by writing a check, according to Slate. Courtney Zeller, a co-founder, Tiffany McHale, created Appalition, an app that allows you to donate your spare change to a prisoner's bond. The functionality is quite simple. You connect your bank account, and just as you would do with your extra cash, rounding it up and depositing it into your savings account, you would opt to add it up to your abolition.us account. That spare change would be donated each time you reach at least 50 cents. The user is in complete control of the donation and can pause it or resume it whenever they see fit. Inspired by the collective work of grassroots activists, the founders found a way to harness the power of crowdfunding to empower those who can't afford bail. Abolition is working in partnership with National Bailout, allowing the money to be sent directly to the organization, which will be put directly toward the prisoner's bail. Again, it's Abolition. It's spelled A-P-P-O-L-I-T-I-O-N. A-P-P-O-L-I-T-I-O-N. And it allows you to contribute to a prisoner's bail. Um, Also, another app is PAN, P-A-N-N. It's an app that crowdsources black news. There are tons of content around the web surrounding black news, but what we haven't seen is an, is, is an entirely 
crowdsource platform. Um, Darren Harris is a serial entrepreneur and Wall Street professional with over 10 years' experience in investment banking and sales and trading, and business partner Quincy Ewell, a seasoned business attorney who was admitted to practice in California, New York, and Washington, D.C., are the co-founders of PAN, P-A-N-N, a premier video-sharing app that enhances the capabilities of crowdsourced news shared in black communities. And so... Um, Again, that's another app to check out, and it's news that's shared by ones that's um, all across the world about ones, over said. Um, and also in technology, being deemed the new black Twitter, it's called Blitter, B-L-I-T-T-E-R. Blitter app receives mixed reviews, the black-owned social media platform, Okay. And so um, Blitter is a new black-owned social media app that's being hailed as what could be the new black Twitter. For those who don't know what black Twitter is by now, it's the portion of the app that fuels the hilarious memes and the amazing concepts we see every day in the culture. Blitter, Blitter launched last Thursday on iTunes App Store, touting that it does not condone racism, sexism, harassment, bots, or hate speech. Instead, the app's description says it is built on love, passion, and empathy. Apparent by the ungodly amount of trolls and bots, this is a policy that the original Twitter app doesn't execute well. Blitter users are able to post statuses with up to 120 characters, photos, standard videos up to 15 seconds long, and Vine-like videos with start and stop capabilities. Users can also post and leave comments, use hashtags, and chat privately or in group messages. The reactions for Blitter have been mixed. Some people are all for it. So, um, you know, I say the reaction for Facebook is, you know, mixed, and some are all for it. So why not support Blitter, okay, B-L-I-T-T-E-R. And um, last but not least, there is this Chinese messaging app called WeChat, and so um, it's translating black foreigner for the N-word. It, that's how it translates black foreigner. Today, an act in um, anti-blackness has literally touched every corner of the earth. One Chinese app is under fire after its software used the N-word in an English translation for the, Chi for the Chinese for black foreigner. According to Six Tone, a Chinese-focused news site, the company blamed its algorithms. <laughs> you see, these algorithms are racist. This AI is racist, man. They are programming it in there. The company blamed its algorithms for producing the error. It was an issue called out by Ann James, a black American living in Shanghai. She spotted it when she texted her Chinese colleagues to say she was running late. Um, James uses the app as a way to translate Chinese responses, so imagine her surprise when she gets the response, the N-word is late. Mm. When she checked the Chinese phrase, hey, Lua, with a coworker, she was told it was a natural expression, not a profanity. The app software uses artificial intelligence that has been fed huge reams of text to help it pick out the best translations. These are based on context, so it sometimes uses insulting phrases when talking about negative events. These are one of the downsides of AI. We're going to take a music moment and come back with Herbnology. Blessings and grace.
This distance has become my most infallible enemy. The sun screams its irreverent victory. So it's too loud for me to know if you were trying to reach me. I deceive things. I want you to reach me. This distance has become my most infallible enemy. The silent screams of irreverent victory. I know your heart and I know you are following me. I deceive things. I want you to reach me. Organic, so 
for the sun, the moon, the stars, and the sea. Same energy as the birds and the bees, and the birds and roots, it's in front of the trees. I'm like, come on, natural beauty. Made up of the sun, the moon, the stars, and the sea. Same energy as the birds and the bees, and the firm and roots, it's in front of the trees. Natural woman coming from the east. A black woman wrapped in royalties. I'm a natural woman coming from the east. Blessings and grace, and welcome to Herbnology. This week, I wanted to share some um, natural headache solutions. You know, as all these things are running through our mind and we're being, you know, promulgated with all these different images that are going on in the world today, one of the first ones is Feverfew. It's very popular migraine herbal remedy. And because so many people are interested in it, you know, um, fever few, and I've taken that myself, and it does help to reduce fever, and it does work well with migraines. Um, another one is peppermint. For hundreds of years, peppermint has been used as a headache remedy from tea to extract, and there's lots of ways of enjoying it. And also be warned that um, if you have heartburn or, stem, you know, or um, stomach acid problems, you know, peppermint may not be the best thing to take. Peppermint is useful um, and its aroma and cooling properties as an essential oil as well. And um, another one is passion flower. It's a calming herb, and it should be taken before bed. It can help you sleep. And um, ginkgo is extremely popular headache treatment. Um, and also cayenne, you know. Um, cayenne is also good for pain, you know, but it's an excellent spice to have, and it may lessen your migraine, you know, as you cook with it. Also, willow, 
white willow bark. That's what aspirin is actually based upon. It's especially popular because it works much like aspirin, understand, relieving your headache pain and causing inflammation to go down. Like any um, painkiller, it should not be taken long term. And some other excellent ones are boswellia, as well as butter bar extract as a migraine treatment. Um, butter bar extract has been recommended for migraines before, but now it has scientific evidence that's catching up and um, co-signing that it does well with migraines. That's Butterbur, B-U-T-T-E-R-B-U-R, Butterbur extract. Those are just some herbs to help ones that have migraines and headaches. Again, that's white willow bark, Boswellia, Butterbur, cayenne, ginkgo biloba, passionflower, peppermint, and feverfew. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. Yeah. Consumerism's run through them like a tumor in them. Ageism, sexism, racism, chauvinism. Capitalism running through them like the rumor business. Separatism, skepticism, modernism, atheism. Television running through them like an organism. Mechanism, justice, poison in the ecosystem. Satanism running through them like a politician. Hedonism, hypocrites, and nihilism. Egotism running through them needing exorcism. Situation, hedonism, adversary, demonism. The fixed forms of religious spontaneity is a bad decision. Catechism, Darwinism, barbarism, formalism. European fetishism, terrorism, running through them on the television, introversion, extra prison, tolerance for bad decisions, implicated me to save me to correct the system, paranoia, skepticism, schizophrenic masochism, escapism, running through me to sedative, medication, complication, devastation, negative, 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 from a purism, magnetism, pragmatism, altruism, pacifism, idealism, maximism, rehabilitationism, ostracism, skepticism, small fish, small recognition, no pressure, no press condition, sex addiction, exhibition, vex conflict, and secularism. See, people need to villainize the authentic thing for their lives, every human, ugly shame, corporate greed in Jesus' name, anarchism, self delusions, visibly with no solutions, imposition, superstitions, violence, and contradictions, false just no conviction, compromise, commercialism. I said compromise, commercialism, work of vision, work of wisdom, total electromagnetism, who was first, first position, rash, and missing you, but listen, watch the infrastructure system, behaviorism, false religion, plagiarism, broken. Innovation, prohibition, disconnection, broken wisdom, broken system, can't hold wisdom, the Chinese and exorcism, egotism, 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 alcoholism, fascism, rationalism, national tension, journalism, go to stockholism, pop rockstarism, mental world transmissions, left trust eroticism, socialism, narcotics, and of consciousness, superstition, ritual, materialism, serialism, habitual, inferior vision, consumerism. Rhythm. Separatism, skepticism, desperation, nepotism, capitalism, running through the Montezuma in them, ageism, sexism, racism, fascism, television running through them like an organism, hedonism, egoism, systematic narcissism, the empty religious spontaneity is anarchism, social Darwinism, barbarism, modern paganism, major system division. 
Ethno plagiarism, selfish mission, greedy reductionism, obstructionism, justice, occupation, victimization, it's a brainwashing mind, it's no synthetic simulation, in a sound control, mutilating the soul, full business decisions, helping people cope, sell them dope from a new trope, synthetic hope, life spin, walking on a tightrope, infantile masturbation, juvenile, no education, mental castration, a generation forced to labor for a nation, locked in these production down, production down, production down, 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 Dangerous repercussions to escape the rough shape, the rapture while still going after the things that spiritually capture faster and faster and faster. Terrorism on the more than television. Introversion, indecision, reactions, and hypocrisy, phony nationalism, this pan Africanism, material hypnotism, monopoly, militarism, deviism, sadomasochism, intellectual fetishism, sold on computers and televisions, exploitative need a savior, corrective system, paranoid skepticism, schizophrenic mechanism, escapism, running through the need of sedative, medication, complication, situation, negative. Modernism has created modern prisons, neo McCarthyism, new colonialism. Egoism, realism, humanism, legalism. Ashes, skepticism, small fish, ball, perfectionism, no pressure, no prestige, sex addiction, sex addiction, anarchism, self delusions, which leave with no solutions, superstitions, superstitions, brutalism, the contradictions, false decisions, no conviction, compromise, commercialism. Commercialism, recognition, any decisions from a pure prism, magnetism, pragmatism, altruism, actionism, activism, pacifism, rehabilitationism, no false decisions, no conviction, assimilation, corporate cannibalism, psychological limitations, and no imitation, competition, gross assumption, parasitism, negative stimulation in them, consumerism. Jacob, Lord, Adam, said. 
to the drums of this beat. Don't lose your side in your seat. Infinite wisdom and powers and galaxies. I'm launching up like a rocket and nobody's stopping me. I just might elevate, demonstrate how I be doing my logic. Stop all the nonsense. I got the keys and I'm ready to start it. Pull out and talk it. Stop all that honking. If you got knowledge, then share it. Compare it and spread it and share it. Giving is caring. Teaching is learning. So light it and burn it and pass it. And taste you be gifted and pacing. It is time you open up that metaphysical grave that has been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape your metaphysical mind. 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 Blessings and grace and welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. I'm going to start off tonight with the metaphysical meaning of door. Door. Because, you know, media is the medium, right? That's transference of spirit. Every time you click on, you are opening a door to a transfer. Overstand. That's why you have to be creators and curators of your own experience. Carefully curate your own experiences. So the metaphysical meaning of door, the door of our mind is the I am. I am the door of the sheep, John 10, 7. The sheep are our thoughts. There is but one life giver, our Savior. And the only door through which the divine essence can come through us is through our own I am. And the door of the temple, which is called beautiful, Acts 3.2, is the way that opens to spiritual illumination, to understanding of how we lay hold of and apply spiritual law, having dominion, right, to counterbalance that double-mindedness, and straying from the path, right, the metaphysical meaning of toy, T-O-I. Wandering, straying from the path, error, impiety, idolatry, ungodliness. The king of Hamath, he sent his son Jerom to David with blessings and gifts, vessels of gold and silver, because David had defeated the king of Zobah, who had been sent to war with Second Samuel 8-9. The metaphysical meaning is the indefinite, unsettled, vacillating, and seemingly untrue phase of thought that is central characteristic of the Hamath state of consciousness, straying from the path, error, wandering, impiety, signifies confidence in material conditions rather than trust in the Most High. However, this toy thought recognizes and gives substance to divine love, David, when it triumphs over the false reasoning of the intellect guided by the senses. Your sense knows what's good and what's nourishing, and that's what we should be partaking in, good and what's nourishing. And going back to what I talked about in the beginning was that 10, right, the tame and entertainment. The metaphysical meaning is the word um, ibzan. It's Hebrew, ibzan. It means white, shining, brilliant, splendid, famous, 
of the stand, famous, and ten, it means ten, T-I-N, a judge of Israel, twelve, and um, judges twelve, eight, and ten. So the metaphysical meaning is the excellence, the splendid, famous of true judgment in man, established in substance. It becomes a reflection of light, or rather it emits the true light of spirit to the whole consciousness. Ibzan was a judge of Israel, a judge referring to the faculty of judgment and discernment. So we're still being judged through that tent. Through our faculty of judgment and discernment individually, as you sit down and watch those shows. I watch a lot of different shows too. Like I said, one can't be over righteous or over wicked, but just have consciousness and be aware. And be aware. Ibsen was a judge of Israel, a judge referring to the faculty of judgment and discernment in the individual. He was of Beth Lehem. House of bread, of the bread, <laughs> the guap, okay, is the substance center. Ibsen does not give the thought of inherent light, but a perfect reflecting medium. Therefore, it might be said to, to signify the highly illumined intellect or the intellect lifted to a consciousness in which it knows and radiates spirit. So what spirits are being known and radiated to us through that, through that ten that goes in the back of mirrors, that tame? What are we, what are we reflecting back and outward? Ten. Ibzane. Judges 12, 8, and 10. And the metaphysical meaning of life. That expression of being, which manifests as animation, activity, and vigor. We have to create our own narratives, and there are ones that are taking hold of the media to reflect the true light of us in all our different phases and capacities. And we have to support that and nurture that and be a part of that vigorously. Life and substance are ideas in divine mind. Life is the acting principle. Substance is the thing acted upon in the phenomenal world. Life is the energy that propels all forms to action. Life is not itself intelligent. It requires the directive power of an entity that knows where and how to apply its force in order to get the best results, in order to give man a body having life itself, the Most High had endowed him with a focal life center located in the generative organs. This center of activity in the organism is also the seat of sensation, which is the most subtle and enticing of all factors that enter into being. But these qualities, sensations, and generations are necessary to man's character. And without them, he would not be the complete representative or image and likeness of the Most High. Life does not emanate from the mind. It is not a psychic or purely mental quality, nor does it spring from the physical. Life is divine, spiritual, and its source is the Most High, the Spirit of the Most High. 
The river of life is within man in his spiritual consciousness. He comes into consciousness of the river of life through the quickening of spirit. He can be truly quickened with new life and vitalized in the mind and body only by consciously contacting the spirit of the Most High. This contact is made through prayer, meditation, and good works. And it can also be made in fellowship with others. It can bring it out of you. You can be inspired. Crown of life, living internally in the presence of the Most High, its attainment depends on the understanding of the science of right thinking. The higher life is the, is the higher state of mind. We know it when we realize I am. I am. And we lift up. We lift ourselves up, our thinking, our associations, what we allow to enter our mind's eye and become liberated from the dependency upon the mass market, the dealer representations that are being programmed to be important. When there are important things in arts culturally happening, that we should be uplifting and loving and nurturing the ones that create such works in all capacities. So on um, next week's podcast, Jaw Willing, I will have places and um, streaming sites for children, adults, in all different variant categories that ones can look to. You know, we have to curate our experiences and be curators of our life in the truest sense, gain sovereignty over who we are and what we're supposed to be manifesting and redefining with us what an organic way of life is without this um, mind mapping done by others. In Yeshua's name, let that be said, let it be so. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace.
blessings and grace, and I want to thank one for once again joining me on this musing. Blessings and grace. I'd like to give love to my co-host, the music, and the frequency that helps tell the story and uplift the Yeshua's name. That was just Moja Deep, tribute to Bodhisattva, followed by Sun Ra, Godspell, Maisie Blue, Change, Desiree, Rulers of Heaven, Lauren Hill, Consumerism, Ayata Safare, Black Woman, Bodhisattva featuring Rachel Claudio, All I'm Asking, Bodhisattva, 21 Middle Passage, Black Amolo, Truth and Right, Divinity, Let It Go, Atanya Roots, Esnavi, Think About It, Courtney, Nebula, Georgia Ann Muldrow, Seeds, Christine Miller, Nower, Narrow is the Gate, The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajaka, Earthology, Dawn Tillman, For Me, Drew's House Remix, and John Nine, In the Midst, Blessings, Grace, and Future Manifestations to All, Growth and Strength. Until next week.